The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 256. Wednesday, December 31st, 2014. You better pay attention to this, John. What do you mean? Huh. Hey, I'm on the nice list. You better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, he's making a list and checking it twice. You're gonna find out who's naughty, who's nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good, for goodness sake. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not cry. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com, episode 256. I am Rob. You are Greg. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Happy Christmas to all. <laughs> to all a good night. <laughs> so we have a lot to get through. What what should we start with? Um well, this is our our holiday end of the year episode. Yes. How was so, how was your Christmas? Eh, uneventful, I guess. All right, just fine. <laughs> no. What did you uh, get? A Coleco Vision flashback. Uh, I did get one of those uh, in the Intellivision, but uh, that was uh, prior to Christmas. Right. Yeah, we talked about them. I was in the uh, digital press store, Nava. Christmas grab bag, and I got a, uh, like one of those, uh, you know those, like, electric slot car sets? Yeah. Well, I got a Mario Kart. Oh, <laughs> nice. Well, that went right, that went right on eBay. It's on eBay as we speak. What? <laughs> Greedy. What am I gonna do with it? Scrooge. What am I gonna You're do with that You're trying to profit thing? off of a, of, of a, a... Very peaceful holiday. No, I'm just trying to get my, uh, you know, my investment back here. <laughs> what investment? Of the gift that I had to buy. Uh, Scrooge. No, it's just, in reality, there's very little that I could get in this thing, in this grab bag of classic video gaming merchandise that I probably wouldn't have. Yeah. Scrooge McDuck. Oh, it's me, Scrooge McDuck. Ooh. Um, it's me gold. Ooh. <laughs> the money pit. So, all right. So, what, what, you know, what, what, we have a lot to get to here. So, what do you want to, what do you want to well, tackle first? 
wasn't there something from the last time that we didn't get to that you wanted to get to? I don't know. Uh, I I have a few things. Um, number one is, did you see uh the Peter Pan TV show starring Christopher Walken? <laughs> of course not. Good. All right. Next. <laughs> minute i heard about it it was ridiculous hey uh, peter pan <laughs> uh, it's me captain hook uh. so yeah so something that we were going to it talk was live about, wasn't it it was live yeah it was live on on uh on nbc tv so one of the things that has been going on recently that everybody's kind of like making fun of is someone who I have always enjoyed. Christopher Walken? No, no. Yes, but no, not him. Someone I've always enjoyed and I've always looked up to. And I thought he was a very honorable, very respectable person. Oh, Pee Wee Herman. Yes, but not him. Uh, <laughs> someone who's been involved with a lot of children's shows and children's... Pee Wee Herman. Enter- yeah, well, yeah. Uh, and a lot of Jell-O commercials. Ah, oh, the cause. What is going on with Bill Cosby? Wait, wait you just... I thought we were talking about that stupid uh, Peter Pan. No, done with that? Not, I don't care no. about that. Oh, the jello gelatin. I'm gonna put a little bit of the, uh. <laughs> a, a, a Mickey. They're gonna put a roofie in the jello gelatin. <laughs> so, it, it's. Uh, do you think the allegations against Bill Cosby are true? <laughs> Look. I, when you have like 30 people, I don't even know what the list is now. You know, when we had first intended to talk about this, it was like 15 to 20 women. And and now it's like 30. I don't know. It's it's everybody. My question is, with a lot of these women, they're saying this happened in the 1970s. Why are they coming out? Why, why did they wait until... And I'm not saying it did happen. I'm not saying it didn't happen. You know, who knows? Maybe it did happen. But regardless, why wait until 40 years later to all of a sudden, out of the blue, oh, hey, you know what I just remembered? Remember that time 40 years ago when Bill Cosby tried to tried wow. to, to, to violate me while, I, while he, he drugged me? It's like, what? Well, yeah, but remember when we were talking about Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, that when they were, um, you know, child teenage actors, that they had that at least Corey Feldman said that he was raped by by several men. No, that's ignorant. Except I never, him. I Apparently, never touched, everyone else but him. I never touched Corey Feldman. <laughs> he was too old. Well, I'm famous. Uh, Michael Jackson didn't bother with anybody who wasn't uh, who was uh, who was famous. Anyway. um... So what I'm saying is like those even, you know, Corey Feldman said that there were many prominent 
uh, men in Hollywood, um, producers and things like that. And they were afraid. They were afraid to come forward because people wouldn't believe them. And then they would be thrown out of the business, basically. Yeah, well, in Corey Feldman's case, that wouldn't have mattered because his career went nowhere. I know, but a lot of that was because of the substance abuse that, like... I'm joking. That he and uh, Corey Haim had. Yeah. As, uh, as, as a, a result. Of, as a result yeah, of, the, so. of the physical violations. <clears throat> yeah, so, um, you know, I think it was the same thing with the women that they were afraid, uh, you know, of them not being believed. You know, that they would immediately be ostracized. How dare you? This is, this is Bill Cosby. He's America's favorite dad. And, yeah. You know, now, um, do you think do you think that this happens in these kind of situations where, you know, if if a, a handful of people come out and say, "Yes, this happened to me. He he did this to me." Do you think it's the kind of situation where then other people start to look back, and you know how people's memory gets a little jumbled up or gets a little hazy or whatever. I don't know how you forget something like that. No, no, but... no, 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 no. I, I know. I'm saying yes. You know, let's let's say he did do these things the to, thing is... to certain women. Hold on, hold on. He did do these certain things to certain women. Let's let's say, just for this example. Do you think it's the kind of situation then when other women look back and say, oh yeah, you know what? I remember I was in a room with him and he asked me a question and looked at me weird and yeah, you know what? Yeah, he was trying to violate me too. And, and it's like, well, no, he was just asking you a question. Do you think that happens where people put, uh, you know, wrong intentions on, on, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, I, you know, I, whenever things like these happen, you know, the, the people immediately say, oh, the woman, they're just she's just looking for attention. She's trying to cash in or something like that. But the problem is that... No, but you know how... Hold, hold on. You know how, again, for the sake of argument, let's say certain women do genuinely have a case against Bill Cosby. But then other women remember, oh, yeah, you know what? I remember that I met him one time and he touched my arm. Yeah, he was trying to violate me. And it's like, well, no, you're not legitimate. So you don't come out of the woodwork. Only the legitimate people come out of the woodwork. But you have people coming out of the woodwork who are like, yeah, he was really creepy. He hugged me that one time. And it's like, well, no, you don't apply to the situation. Yeah, I don't think. (laughs) I'm just saying sometimes. I'm not saying in this particular instance, but some. You know, in in general, in situations like that, that happens, where people try to attribute bad behavior to innocent things. Yeah, I don't, I don't, maybe, but not in this case. I really don't <laughs> see that as no, right. as the motivate. I mean, this is not again. It's not just like thirty women or whatever it is. A lot of these women are, you know, were models or actresses. I mean, these were people that people have heard of. Right. Now here my my other question is I mean they weren't just nobodies. Bill Not Cos- only that, but there's people hold on, but there's men who've come out and said there was one guy who came out and said that, Oh yeah, I, I covered for, for Cosby. I helped arrange this stuff. Oh, I thought you were gonna say something else. 
I thought you were gonna say Bill Cosby pulled a John Travolta. Uh, no. <laughs> but so here's my other question: Is that Bill Cosby? In his, he's been doing stand-up comedy for many decades. Yeah. And in his stand-up comedy, most of it revolves around his family, yes. including his wife, Theo. Yes. His, his wife and his children. Yeah. Well, so danger field. I mean, no, 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 no. I know, but what I'm saying is, so uh, clearly he's been married for a long time, and he has children. Uh. So, I'm not blaming the victims, I'm just asking a question that why would these women be in a married man's house, alone, (laughs) drinking with him? They weren't in his house. Some of them were in this house. This was, first of all, this was the 70s. I know, but still, it's like I would never, you know, I I would never have a woman come to my house and be like, "Hey, you want drinks or whatever." It's like, no, you're married. Get out of here. Yeah, but it was the seventies. <laughs> Swinging. I can't. I don't know. I can't relate. I, I know, but you're not a uh, a famous, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Bill Cosby, or you know what I mean. You're. <laughs> I'm, but ro- I'm robbed this, from the Plunge Stevenson show. A lot of this stuff happened in hotel rooms or in other people's houses or stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure he had more than one house. I don't know. At that time, yeah. So, I mean... you know, What, it, it, what do you think, he's rich? Yes, of course he's rich. Uh, my, my children, my children say to me, But Dad, we're rich! And I say, no, I'm rich, you're poor. Okay. <laughs> it's one of his classic bits. Uh, oh. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, how many times have we seen these supposed clean-as-a-whistle family entertainment people who wind up being, you know, dirtbags? I know, but it's Bill Cosby. Well, did, did we talk about, didn't we talk about like Stephen the, Collins, too? Yes, yes, <laughs> I know, but Bill Cosby, he's built a career and a reputation about family and children and the Cosby show and what Fat Albert and the Cosby kids and picture pages. Mm, I and know, all. but he liked drugging uh, women. Ah! <laughs> I gotta put a little, a little of this here in the jello gelatin, jello pudding, the pudding pops. I mean, I'm really starting to think that yeah. every singer, every musician, every actor—that's right, love. Yeah, every right. every artist, every everybody is just an evil, corrupt <laughs> jerk. That's not true, though. except for me and you. We do the pot. We're, we're the only uh, uh, upstanding <laughs> entertainers in the industry. No, no, there's plenty of. We don't do this despicable behavior. No, listen, no, listen no. to me. I'm being absolutely dead serious. I know I've been in rock bands and I play music and I have long hair sometimes and the beard and everything. Yeah. I'm absolutely dead serious. Even if I wanted to, which I, I, I never do, but even if I wanted to, 
I wouldn't even know where to get drugs to do these kinds of things. I wouldn't know. I would have no if I you sound, if you I woke like up tomorrow. The, you sound like one of the guys in uh, uh, Horrible Bosses, right? Where you go to like you go to Jamie Foxx and this like dive bar in the ghetto. Like, hey, we're looking to murder someone. How do we do that? <laughs> right. Well, here's what you got to do. First, you got to get me twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> right. So anyway, all right. So Bill Cosby, he's just another typical Hollywood doof. Very disappointed. I'm very, very, very disappointed in Bill. Bill Cosby, if you're listening, <laughs> definitely not. Rob from the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com. Well, this is a good thing, though. Hold on, this is a good I am thing. disappointed. That's a good thing. I have if watched. He, I have watched him in one way on. or another. He I, will become so much of a pariah <laughs> that no be, one will want to talk to him. That except we'll get a hold of his agent, he'll talk to us ah. like some other people have. Yeah, but now I don't want to talk to him. What, what do you mean, Bill Cosby? What am I gonna? Yeah, I know, but he ruined it. <laughs> there, listen, seriously, I have been watching. Tammy Aaron was, you know. I know, but Tammy Aaron, Tammy Aaron didn't build a reputation on caring about children and family. What are you talking about? She had that, like, do you remember she said she had, like, a charity that she helped children and stuff like that? I, guess. I know, but Bill Cosby was the family Sex values state. guy. Clean, family value, clean comedy. Bunch of BS. <laughs> Marketing. <coughs> Scam. But I no, it, it, this is well, the last thing. Worse. I mean, it, you know, it could be like that guy Jimmy Seville in England, who like raped everybody. Oh. <laughs> he raped. I uh, know, I know. Boys, girls, men, women, elderly, retarded people, everyone. <laughs> Why? Probably even Spaceman David. Oh no! Come on, he raped everybody. Don't involve he him. Kingdom, everybody other than the queen. Don't drag him into this. Perhaps <laughs> the queen. <laughs> I had a very good relationship with Jimmy Savile. He used to come over for tea every Sunday. <laughs> Look, this is the last thing I'll say. Is that I'm sure you too, but I grew up my whole life since a child what in one way or another watching some being entertained by some kind of bill cosby project you know i was not a bill cosby fan <laughs> and so from chi from childhood yes and you know if those allegations had come out when i was like 8 years old or it's like all right i've been watching for a few years he's a weirdo move on but from childhood until our mid 30s now all of a sudden it's like oh my whole life it's been a lie. Oh, well. It's like, you know, it's like finding out Peter Cullen, uh, you know, is a is a, a devil worshiper or something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't care, but. Yeah, All right, whatever. Next. <laughs> Bill Cosby. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> it's like finding out Optimus Prime is a devil worshiper. Mm. Um... Oh. So, uh, another idiot that we've met who got into trouble was Screech. Uh, yeah, Dustin Diamond. So, Dustin Diamond <laughs> shanks some guy in, in a bar the other day, Christmas. On, yeah, Christmas Day 2014 in Wisconsin. 
of all players. What was he doing in Wisconsin? I don't know. He was there with his girlfriend, and they were in some bar, and some guys were, like, taking pictures of him from afar, and he got mad, and... Why? I don't... I guess he didn't want to have pictures taken of him, and then... Get um, out of here. You know, you know, he's a strange guy anyway, and then... I guess at some point, I don't know if he was arguing with them or what, but then he just decided to pull out like a pocket knife and stab the guy in the in the side, <laughs> you know, as he's walking past him. And the guy didn't even realize it at first until he looked, you know, he looked over and he was bleeding profusely. Wow. Could you imagine if the guy had died? <laughs> Dustin Diamond would be a murderer. A murderer. We were, we were like... Standing right next to him at Chiller Theater, we were we were inches away from him, I know, having I a think of it. We, having we a conversation more, about I a bar, we, and we were more concerned about John Wayne Bobbitt. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, well Dustin Diamond. Now, you know how when he had come out with that sex tape, yeah, however many years ago, and I said, obviously, this is staged, and he's just leaking it to the media for attention. Obviously. So I read an article that, uh, an, an interview that he had done the other day, and he finally admitted, like, yeah, it was it was just, I, I staged it, it was just for attention. Uh, maybe the guy didn't laugh at at uh, Screech's stupid uh, bar, bar joke. Remember he told us that dumb joke? He had a few. <laughs> I don't know. It's a very vulgar jokes or something like that. Maybe they didn't laugh and he decided to <laughs> he shank them. Um, what uh, else do I have? I have... Uh, oh! Someone we haven't talked about in a while. I'll, I'll do this quick. Someone we haven't talked about in a while. JCVD. Yeah. And split. Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's right. I read that he's involved in a kickboxer remake. Oh, God. Did you hear about this? I actually follow him, I think, on, like, Facebook and, um... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you follow so, him? I, you know, he just... He, he posts a lot of nice pictures and stuff like that and friendly, friendly things. Um, he does. Yeah, sometimes it's a little annoying, but whatever. Well, anyway, 2015. It's a picture of him on there, in fact, from Christmas. Him and a bunch of monkeys. I thought you were going to say roundhouse kicking Santa Claus in the face. <laughs> no. So anyway, so Kickboxer remake 2015. It's currently in production. Mm. Uh, Is he going to get sued again for this script? I don't know. Like the last time you have to go in front of the judge and keep getting <laughs> scalded by the judge I don't know. for cursing and <laughs> right. and yelling at people. Yeah, we talked about a, we, we talked about that a long time ago. Yeah. An old episode. I I so annoyed that that has never that video has never surfaced again. It was on court TV. It was, it was on court TV. Literally, this is like court TV when they first were starting, and you know they had nothing to air except for like celebrity court cases. There weren't many. Yeah. And when it, during his trial, uh, I remember my friend Paul and I. We would literally every day after school watch the replay because they they had nothing else to show and they replayed his trial. You know, like 
all day. It was like 24-7. So it's like 20, it was like every hour we would like, oh, call each other up. Oh, here's the part, here's the part. And you know, and, it, and it's him like, ah, these stupid sons of bitch, they don't know what they're talking about. And then the judge is like, Mr. Van Damme, you have to stop swearing. I saw the judge, I saw the judge. I don't do it again. You know, two seconds later, you son of a bitch! <laughs> Stop you! I'm gonna hold you contempt! I'm sorry, Judge! I'm sorry! I clean toilet! Now listen. According to this, the, uh, the, the film, the, the remake film was originally planned to be in 3D. Ah. But they scrapped that idea and then went in this, this reboot direction. Oh boy. With Jean-Claude Van Damme as the trainer. Okay. And so filming began November 24th, 2014 in New Orleans and Thailand. Uh, yes. After completing the filming in New Orleans, the movie company refused to pay any of the crew. Oh no. What is that? I I saw I <laughs> I have no money left. <laughs> That's so crooked. Oh boy. It's like all right, we're we're are we all done filming? Yeah, yeah, we're all done. Are you sure? We got every shot. Yeah, we got every shot. You're sure we're totally done? Yeah, yeah, we're totally done. All right, good. You're all fired. Get out of here. <laughs> Can't do that. No. Oh boy. Um, um, yeah, this was one of the links that, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Van Damme put up was to a, you could, you could buy a one-sixth scale, um, like, uh, I don't know, like statue of him, action figure, whatever, one-sixth scale, for $200. So what if you, (laughs) what if you got six of them? Then you would have six of them. Then it would be the full scale, Sean. No, obviously not. <laughs> no? No. It would be six sixths. <laughs> AKA one. It would be one full scale model I, of I, I guess so, but obviously it wouldn't be one person. <laughs> no, but it would be like a devastator. Right. Gestalt or Gestalt. Do, gestalt. Uh, split the sort of I all right, now. Paul McCartney. Uh, what now? I don't play this game. I don't even know what this game is. Oh, Destiny? It's a first-person shooter. Yeah. And Paul McCartney... Paul McCartney... I'm adding an extra syllable in there. Paul McCartney... Mm. Did He composed the soundtrack. Uh, he didn't do the whole soundtrack. A, a bunch of it. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he did it all. But anyway, but what my po- forget that. My point is. Oh, and by the way, he did it for free. Really? So if he has time to to you know diddle around with video game music, he has right. time to be a guest on the Paunch Stevenson oh, that's, show. Nah, that's but anyway, my point is, you know, Mister Mister uh, Peace. Peace in the neighborhood and all this kind of stuff and peace and love, peace <laughs> well, and that, love. Well, that's Ringo, but he's Mister Peace. 
my best my best friend John, you know, he got shot and uh <laughs> you know, uh, uh no more guns and you know. You know his response. He's doing music for a first person shooter. When they asked him about the John Lennon when they asked him about the uh, Mark David Chapman who killed John Lennon, he's like the first thing I thought was this guy is the biggest jerk. He's the biggest jerk of all jerks. <laughs> That's what he said. Wait, when jerks was that? Of all jerks. Uh, the other day, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Why did somebody ask him about that now? Because they probably ask him all the time. 34 years lot. later? What is he supposed to say? I don't know. You should just keep saying it's a drag. I thought that was cool. That's a drag, love. You know, it's a drag. What can you say? It's a drag, love. It's a drag. <laughs> I hope that if I, if, I hope that if you know, if, uh, if for some reason I were to meet my maker uh, before you, uh, Al- your response, Alpha Trion, <laughs> what Alpha Trion? Yeah. Your response is not well. That was a drag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you think that Greg died? Oh, it's, it's a drag. Love. It's a drag. Oh, what can I say? Uh, another uh, thing, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing rapid fire, some updates here. You by know, the way, yeah. McCartney was all, he was given a, a character somewhere in the game. <laughs> so you could shoot him? It's, it, it obviously looks nothing like him. It's like he designed it himself. It's this like oh. skinhead with like a, a orange mohawk. What? <laughs> What's wrong with him? I guess that's his, his alter ego is a skinhead with a mohawk. He's like Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Garth Brooks's alter ego. Oh no! Oh god, awful. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, Paul Mc- next the next thing we know, Paul McCartney's gonna be trying out for the Mets. No, that would, actually that would be hilarious. I actually I want him to do that. If I could see how funny that would be. Um, you know the TV show New Girl. That's still on. Unfortunately, with Zoe Deschanel, right? Mm. Yes, I know the it's, movie. Yeah, uh, it's show. Terrible show. But in this season, by the way, do you ever see the new guy? Mm, what? The new guy? Oh, with Rob Corddry. No, Rob Corddry. What are you talking about? What the hell is that? I don't know. What are you talking about? The movie, the new guy from like twelve years ago. <laughs> no, what is that? Liza Dushku. No. Yes. Uh, so anyway, the TV show New Girl, Zoe Deschanel. I don't watch it. It's terrible. It's not funny, and it's annoying. Yeah. But I saw. Well, no. The reason I'm saying that, believe it or not, is in addition to Liza Dushku, one of the co-stars was was Zoe Deschanel. She's terrible. All right. So just saying. So, uh, this season, the Christmas episode... Get to the point. Do you know who played Santa Claus? Chevy Chase. No, come on. Uh, Artie Lang. (laughs) No. Dennis... John Goodman. Dennis Haskins. Oh, no. He's fat enough. Still around. Ugh. Hey, 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 hey. No, 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 Dennis. It's ho, 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 ho. <laughs> All right, let's try that again. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Merry Christmas. No, Dennis. It's ho, 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 ho. Cut. I. Okay, third time's a charm. Hey, 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 hey. What is going on here? 
You're fired. <laughs> That's it. I'm gonna have Screech shake you. Now, yeah, no. Get stabbed by Screech. Uh, Screech is a hitman for Dennis Haskins. <laughs> that would be that would be funny. That'd be a good show, actually. <laughs> um, no. So at work, we had a holiday party, and we yep. went to Dave and Buster's. Oh no! At the Palisade Center Mall in West Nyack, New York. I've been there many times. You know that they cannot open a, a Dave and Buster's in um, in New Jersey. Why? Because there's a there's like an ancient law from like the 50s in the state of New Jersey that you cannot have alcohol served in addition to redemption games in the same establishment. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I guess this you know was to to discourage dr- underage drinking or something. I don't know. Ah, whatever. Well, anyway, so they've been trying to get the law changed so they can open a Dave and Buster's. Anyway, so. At Dave and Buster's, it's a restaurant. There's yes, a, a, a bar, a game, yeah, bar and a game section, game yes. room. Yeah, well, and the games are there's redemption games. There's some like physical, more physical games like shooting the basketball or yeah, stuff like that. And then there's there's mostly mostly newer arcade games. A lot of driving games. Yes. So they had the Mario Kart game, which came out several years ago. They had yeah. like the four player. Uh, thing you know the the, the four player setup. They had a six player Daytona USA. Yeah, and some other ones like Fast and the Furious or something like that. I can't remember what it was called. But anyway, mm, yeah, yeah, I played them all. Yeah, so there was this one game that came out last year, 2013, by Namco, and I'd never even heard of it before, and. It's called Dark Escape 4D. Okay. And remember the old Jurassic Park arcade game where you would sit in the cabinet? Like, two people could sit, you get the guns, and you're shooting at the screen, but you're sitting inside the cabinet. Right, right, right. Whereas, just to compare, a game like House of the Dead or Time Crisis, you're standing up in front of the screen with holding the guns. Jurassic Park, you sit in the cabinet. So anyway... Or like Terminator 2, the guns are... There's two guns on a stand-up, but they're stationary. Right. So this Namco Dark Escape 4D from 2013, it's one of the ones that you sit down inside. Okay. And so two people can sit down. There's curtains, so you close the curtain, so it's dark. Yeah. And there's... uh. Each player, there's a gun mounted in front of the player, stationary, that you can swivel. Uh, And so it's a shooting game. All right. You put on 3D goggles. Uh, So it's in 3D. So it's, it's, you're, you're going through this abandoned, old, decrepit laboratory and it's very dark and dingy and there and there it's infested with zombies and all kinds of creatures so it's in three so you have the 3D goggles you're in this black little booth thing 3D goggles on the gun it's a two-handed gun yeah 
and there's pulse sensors. There, there's heart rate yeah, I sensors. Yeah, the seat vibrates. It blows wind at you. Yeah, the oh seat vibrates. There's fan. There's surround sound, so you hear things coming from behind you. And every time something pops up out of the shadow, not only is it popping up in 3D, a fan blows like the back of your neck, so it feels like it's touching you. And you're just like, yeah. ah, and the seat vibrates, and it was really, really cool. I have to say, it was very well done. Terrific. So, Dark Escape 4D, highly recommended. Mm. Apparently, they have a Pirates game that does the same thing. Uh, well, this one was very creepy and scary. Dead Storm Pirates. I will have to seek that one out and compare. Yeah, right. Should we do celebrity deaths? Um, I guess. All right. I have one. Go for it. There's the, a few. Uh, yeah, the uh, creator of Clifford. Uh, the Big Red Dog. Uh, yes. It was uh, Norman Bridwell. Norman Bridwell. He was... Uh, he was born February 15th, 1928. He died December 12th, 2014. He was 86. Wow. 86! Clifford the Big Red Dog. Wasn't really a Clifford the Big Red Dog reader myself. I don't know about you. No, but... It's more of a Marmaduke fan. Uh, okay. Scooby-Doo. Yes. Well, Scooby-Doo wasn't really a, a written character true true um did I you like now did you like clifford the movie clifford <clears throat> yes what's clifford the movie movie remember clifford from like 20 years ago with bill cosby no with martin short oh not, no i didn't even know there was one. Oh my god you ever seen this it's the dog no has nothing to do with it. Oh. <laughs> it's horrible. It's Martin Short plays Clifford, who's supposed to be this, like, child, even though it's Martin Short. And he's an obnoxious, annoying kid. And his father is played by Charles Grodin, who, of course, is annoyed by, at every little thing that happens. <laughs> and Charles Grodin, the father's trying to date Mary Steenburgen's character. And there's like hijinks and all, and um, you know, it, it just it was just awful. And it was like Martin Short every Tuesday, hey, um, oh, it's, uh, my name is Clifford, and then like Charles Grodin would just be so annoyed with him, oh, that Clifford, that damn Clifford again, <laughs> and it, it just. It, it was pretty bad. The Rotten Tomato score is nine percent, ninety. Nine. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a, yeah, that's that's not good. It was it was pretty bad. I thought you may have seen that. No, I never even heard of it. No, come on, Clifford. <laughs> Clifford. This says it was originally supposed to be released in 1991, but Orion what? went bankrupt. <laughs> and I guess whoever bought. Orion's assets didn't end up releasing it until 1994. 
Well, they probably waited until, like, Charles Grodin had become famous. Well, he was already famous, but, like, big with families from, uh... Beethoven. Beethoven. Beethoven! Which is essentially the same plot, except this time he was annoyed at this man-child rather than, uh, the great, you know, the uh, St. Bernard dog. Yeah. So, alright, so another celebrity death. I don't... I don't think we did this one. Born July 22nd, 1932. Died October 20th, 2014. He was 82 years old. October? Yeah. Why are you going back that far? I don't because we didn't do this one. Who cares? I don't know. Uh, fashion designer born in the Dominican Republic, Oscar de la Hoya. We did this already! Oscar de Laurentiis. Yes, we did this. All right, all right, fine. Next. Short-term uh, memory problem. Yeah, obviously. No, long-term, but... <laughs> right, yeah, long-term. Um, you can't even get that right. <laughs> all right, so I have another one that we did not do. Yeah. Born September 23rd, 1959. Died October 14th, 2014. Yeah. Um... She, uh... She sent me a letter! Cirrhosis of the liver due to alcohol. Huh? Actress Elizabeth Pena. Oh, I thought you were... Oh, I thought you were doing Joe Cocker. No. Not yet. Eh, who cares about her? Go Joe Come Cocker. on, she was from Rush Hour. I don't care. My, my favorite movie, Rush Hour. Oh. She was also in Batteries Not Included. In La Bamba. Yeah. It's in a bunch of stuff. Anyway, Elizabeth Hey, Richie! Richie! Oh, you're going to die in the plane crash! Richie! Oh, shut up! <laughs> Elizabeth Pena. Dead. She was born in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Wow. Maybe okay. that's why they named her Elizabeth. Probably not. <laughs> so, now the one that you spoiled... He was born May 20th, 1944, died December 22nd, 2014, 70 years old, 70, died of cancer. You are so beautiful to me. (laughs) Singer, British singer Joe Cocker. Yeah. Who... The Wonder Years theme. The one, yeah, the Wonder Years, and he did a lot of Beatles covers. He did a lot of covers in general. Uh, he, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Joe Cocker, John Belushi. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on Saturday S- Night. Yeah, Live. the SNL impersonation was fantastic. Because what was that? Joe Cocker, he would sing, and like his hands would shake, and he would have like a twitching, like convulsion. Yeah, he'd be he'd be swinging his his torso Crazy. up and down and. I don't know why. That was his gimmick, I guess. Well, was he? I think he was like trying to do like an air guitar, also. I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to do. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, look. Let's, let's face it. You know, <clears throat> a little help from my friends. Uh, obviously, huge. Oh yeah. Massive hit. Even though a great, great rendition, I still prefer the Ringo version. Really. 
Oh, I'll a little help for my friends. Oh, can I have a little help for my... I mean, that was the whole point of the song. I know. They're getting high. You know, it was like a goofball song, and they had this dimwit Ringo singing it. What would you do oh, if I sang out of tune? Or just stand up and look out on me? <laughs> It's a goof. I know. They were high when they wrote it. And I'll sing you a song. <laughs> and then what? What was Joe Cocker's version? Uh, <laughs> if I spit on you, I don't. part of the song he didn't even sing it was backup singers was it the women yeah man little help for my friend <laughs> and i don't even know what they did in the beatles song in that part nothing <laughs> i just remember when we were let me let me look something up here real quick uh, well, also one of I think my favorite song of his was "A Feeling All Right," which was not his song. It was a traffic song, of course, mm. Dave Mason. But um, he did a very good version of it. I still prefer the traffic version. <clears throat> I remember back in the late 1980s when we were growing up. In the late 19- he also did the letter, which I was trying to do before, oh. which again was not his song. It was they me. They wrote <laughs> the me box tops. <laughs> <laughs> he also had he also charted with Midnight Rider, obviously, Allman Brothers, uh, uh, and a whiter shade of pale. Apparently, you know, that's wow. not his song. Um, and he re-released uh, with a little help from my friends about fifteen times. Nah. <laughs> and of course, and then of course his big thing was "Up Where We Belong," which yeah. was the officer and the gentleman ballad he did with Jennifer Barn, a uh, Warns. Warns, yeah. Couldn't understand a word he said in that song. Hmm. Well, more than the other ones. <laughs> so anyway, when we were growing up in the the late 1980s, early yeah, right. early 1990s. That music that you just imitated a minute ago. Yeah. I remember when that would come on TV, I would just be like, oh, change the channel. You didn't like the Wonder Years? It's just that intro. Just <laughs> it, it, I don't know what it was about that intro. It was just, it, it, it was just depressing for some reason. It, yeah. it wasn't like an uplifting... Thing like you hear the Simpsons music or the Cosby Show music or right. the Night Court music. It was like there was several shows like that though. It's like, uh, it's like this old footage and that thing. It's like oh, turn this off. I can't take it. Um, yeah, there was a lot of shows like that. I mean, uh, one of the around the same time the shows I loved was uh, Tour of Duty, which I've was a Vietnam show. And the the intro, I think they eventually changed it. They didn't want to pay the Rolling Stones anymore. But originally, the theme song was Painted Black. 
Ah. You know, dun 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 dun. So I mean, you're you're there like like psychedelic spaced out, and you know, here's a war movie, but uh, war war uh, TV show. Yeah, I guess it was the other shows. Yeah, other shows had <laughs> melodramatic kind of uh, theme songs. Yeah, strange. Uh, one last celebrity death, a big one. Okay, uh, I don't know if it is, but for us think, it is. Yeah. Um. Rudolf Heinrich Bayer. And everybody listening is <laughs> clueless. Ralph I should Henry not. No, you know what? I, I will give our listeners credit. They're not clueless. They probably know who this is. Oh, drop my phone. Um, who was it again? Uh, Ralph Henry Bayer. Yeah, Ralph Bayer. Yeah, uh, B so Ralph, B A E R. Yeah, B A E R. That's right, Boo Boo. <laughs> was he smarter than the average bear? He was actually. Yeah, he was. So Ralph Bear, um, he was born in Germany, March eighth, nineteen twenty-two. Yeah. <clears throat> he died uh, December sixth, twenty fourteen. He was ninety-two. Um, Ralph Bear was a uh, uh, an inventor. Yeah. Really, I mean, that's what he was. Um, he served in World War II, and he always, you know, he was interested in radio, and he ran uh, radio stores and things like that, and worked on things, and then eventually, he, um, you know, he uh, started inventing things, <clears throat> many things. I forget how many patents he held, you know, dozens and dozens of patents. Um, but he was an engineer and inventor, and. I you know for whatever the reason at some point in the sixties, um, he had this idea. In fact, it was nineteen sixty six, of being able to to play a game of some sort on a television screen. Yeah, well, um, he well, actually first got the idea in nineteen fifty one. Right, that's but, what I was going to uh, say. Yeah, but nobody wanted anything to do with it. Um, See, stupid people. <laughs> But he said that uh, when televisions by the late 60s became cheaper, uh, it made sense to be able to make something like this that you could use. And um, uh, with just $2,500, I guess with the company he was working with, he and a couple of engineers, they came up with something which they called the brown box. Because? Well, it was basically like a wooden box that they put like, you know, like that fake wood veneer like tape on it and it was called the brown 60s. box because well it was, it was brown <laughs> right duh i just said anyway so um it was a prototype and um he had it for many years he would show it around nobody really wanted to do anything with it but essentially it was basically pong i mean he called it like tennis but <clears throat> video tennis yeah it was just two dots on either side of the screen that would move up and down and there would be a light that would, you know, bounce back and forth. And the, with the one dot, you'd have to hit hit it back towards the other person. And, you know, it didn't even keep score or anything like that. You had to do it yourself. Yeah. Um, eventually, he, he was able to license it to Magnavox um, as the first Magnavox Odyssey. Right. First which, home video game console. Yeah, that was in 1972. And um, 
they sold like 300,000 of them or something like that. It was uh, pretty amazing. He also was credited for creating the first light gun and game for home television uh, use. Yeah. That was an expansion pack for the Odyssey known as the Shooting Gallery. Yep. And um, again, now, now listen, again, for for people who are unfamiliar, it, as advanced as it was at the time, which was really <laughs> cool, looking at it now, it was very, you know, when we say a, a, a light gun, yeah. we're not talking, you know, Time Crisis or, or Ghost yeah. Squad or whatever. It, it was very primitive now. Right, so... But at the time, it, this was mind-blowing. So for these, for this reason, he was known as the father of video games. Yeah. And eventually, um, at some point in the early 70s, um, his, uh, his game was shown off to uh, Nolan Bushnell, who decided uh, to copy it. <laughs> Even though that's somewhat up for debate, Ralph was pretty clear over the years that that was the case. And in fact, Al Alcorn, who worked for Atari and developed the, the Pong prototype originally, pretty much admitted this many years ago. So, yeah. Uh, Ralph Baer and Nolan Bushnell weren't exactly buddies. Right. But he also created the game Simon. I loved that game. For Milton Bradley. I think what I loved most about that that uh, electronic game mm. was the industrial design of it. Yeah. The black circle, the colored panels, the metallic yeah. silver circle in the middle. It just it looked so cool. Yeah, so um the original the, of... the original design of Simon. Yeah. So um there are a lot of um you know, really, you know, the video game world, the classic game world, uh, pretty, pretty ubiquitously uh, and universally, um, uh, you know, held a vigil for Ralph Bear. Unlike something I've never seen in the video game, uh, you know, um, fandom. Yeah. Well, this, I'm uh, telling you, this was the big one. I'm sure, you know, eventually, like, Miyamoto will get, like, a similar... Oh, yeah. Um send-off, if you will. But the thing is, in the video game community, this was the first really big... You know, it's 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 still such a young... Yeah. A, a, a young industry and a young culture that this was the first big death. Well, no, I mean, Gunpei Yokoi died many years ago, and he was very prominent true. Yeah, that's true. That's Nintendo. True. That's and, true, yeah. And Yamauchi... Who? Yamauchi. Yeah, but he he didn't design anything. He just owned Nintendo. No, I know, but that was a big one. He produced all those games and everything. For Nintendo fanboys and girls, I I think they they took it a little bit too more seriously than maybe it should have been. I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, we're out there. I mean, you're father of video games. Yep. So as we're in the holiday season here, I wanted to, to just to mention this. Uh, I posted this on uh, for our Facebook 
and YouTube. But uh, I went to see um, a short performance, a CD signing uh, from the Duke Boys. Ah. John Wope, uh, John Schneider, and Tom Wopat. The Dukes of Hazard. That's right. So they've done this before, where they've sung together. Um, but I, I wanted to go. I mean, they also did a performance at Joe's Pub the night before, but I didn't. I wasn't going to be able to make that. So I went into New York. They were at one of the Barnes and Noble, and um, they did a few songs. It was very good, and uh, you know, Christmas songs. And then they had they signed and took pictures. So even though I've met both guys twice separately before this, it was uh, very very cool to meet them at the same time together, and uh, and get them get a picture with them together. Yeah, and I, I also got a. A model generally signed by them. Did they remember you? Of course not. You never know. Um, well, I didn't. All I said to to John Schneider was like, "Hey, hey, this is. I've met you guys a couple of times separately. First time together. This is great." And then he's like, "Oh, thank you. Whatever." How's it going? All right. Third time meeting me tomorrow. Really? Well, we've never really, we're never really together. We're just kind of like, oh, sign that one. I'm sure. One of you guys get the hood, I think. That's fine. I leave room for him. I leave room for him. Somebody got a second win. I see the end of the line. Tom, I saw you here like three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Except I got here so late, I missed the whole performance. You're kidding. Yeah. You should check out the record. Nah. You got it? Yeah, got it already. Oh, from your... No. Yeah, I have to swing out. Oh, do you have the... Sure. I got your number. Here, let's turn and take a picture. And um, so, yeah, you know, their album was very good. It was it's called Home for the Holidays. Mm. And... Um, I have uh, I put, posted the video on YouTube and it's got quite a few views uh, comparatively from some of our other stuff. <laughs> and, but I know it was very good. Cool. So it was a lot of fun. The picture came out good too. Yeah, yeah, for once. I don't even know what camera that was at this point. I don't even remember. <laughs> the Sony. Oh, was it? I don't know. I think it, maybe it was a Canon that I got rid of. Oh, no, no, no. It was the new one that I got. Oh, yeah. The yeah, Nikon. the Nikon. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, Your camera adventures. That's ridiculous. Can't get one that works. So, um, I, I saw some of your, from your Flickr photos that you went to the Ice Caverns. Oh, yeah. Every year. Oh, okay. In <laughs> Fairfield, New Jersey. Now, those are not the ones that I used to go to. I used to go to the Fountains of Wayne thing. I know, yeah, there were two different ones. Many years ago. Their Fountains of Wayne had the animatronic display. Yes, it was creepy, creepy. Uh, <laughs> you you would think you're going to get to the Christmas display that it would be fun and, and, and joyous and festive. But my God, as a kid, I was scared to death of that place. <laughs> it was like going through a haunted house. So they went <laughs> a haunted Christmas house. It was all dark. And the animatronic guys were all old and beat up. <laughs> they were from the 70s. So, so, yeah, Fountains of Wayne would do it. And then a little bit further up the road in Fairfield, uh, well, the Fairfield 
Garden Center, which is now called like Jody's Flowers or something like yeah. something like that. Um, well, it's nice that they still do it. I they, guess. Yeah. They and as you can see from my pictures, mm. they still have some of the same displays from the nineteen sixties and seventies. <laughs> yes. Which is cool. Yes. So yeah, it was really nice. It's, you know, it's like a few dollars to get in. You, you know, uh, it's like a ten-minute tour, and it's you get to see all the cool stuff. Now, what happened to the Fountains of Wayne display? Where did that go? I don't know, the garbage, I guess. I don't, ah, I don't know. They closed. New Jersey history. I know. They closed. I got. Right, let me see. Let's, let's let's look at the the Google. <clears throat> Uh, let's see here. Why did they have a mermaid? They have all. The, why did they have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? They have all oh, different things. No, the, the Fountains of Wayne thing. Oh, they did. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Uh, has closed. All of its exhibits, exhibits will be sold at auction. Ah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who bought them. We, oh, well. we could have. Been, when did it close? About five years ago. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well. Um. Anyway. Uh. Uh. What's next? Uh. Ice caverns. Ah, Sony. Yeah. Good old Sony idiots so where to even begin well the first thing they did the first thing that sony did that pissed a lot of people off was um for the 20th anniversary of the playstation (laughs) they decided to release this limited edition playstation 4 that was it was a regular ps4 except it was colored in the colors of the original playstation that like yeah, gray. gray. It was just gray. It was a gray PlayStation right. Four, and everybody went so, nuts for it. Yeah, so they put they put it out in a very limited quantity worldwide, and like nobody got it, and so everybody was angry with Sony. Yeah, and it was really stupid. And I'm just like, okay, I can see if you want to do it limited. So make like because the PlayStation debuted in Japan in Japan on December third of ninety four. So that's twelve three ninety four. So they were going to produce 12,300 of them. So I'm like, all right, well, how about you make 12,300 that are numbered, and then for the other rest of the boobs who, who would buy one, <laughs> you don't put a number on it. You just sell it. Right. I mean, why are you pissing away money? <laughs> Stupid. Well, my question is, why do people care? You know, it's it's a, a gray game. it's a gray PlayStation Four. Listen. That's all it is. It's instead of black, it's gray. Listen. Who cares? Because the immediately the thought of limited edition anniversary, they all go nuts. It's like, oh, I must have this. Uh, within hours of 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 them being sold out, they were being sold on eBay for like fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> And were people buying them? Apparently, yeah. Oh, uh, sold. Listings. Let me tell you something. Listen, 
obviously, I grew up with video games. I, I, I'm very interested in video games and the history and the technology. And I've, I enjoy many, many, many video games. I enjoy many people in the video game community. There are some very nice, creative, friendly, intelligent people in the video game community. <clears throat> there are also a lot of idiots <laughs> paying $15,000 for something I can go and best buy and buy for $400. Mm. Oh, well. Stupid. Um... <laughs> So then the big thing was that Sony were coming out with this interview movie, Seth Rogen. And uh, in the movie, they're supposed to assassinate the leader of North Korea. And then the North Koreans did not like this. And so they they threatened to hack Sony and reveal all their emails, which they did. And the FBI and the government... FBI and the government blamed it on North Korea. I don't think and, that's what happened. And people are saying, no, it's a stunt. There's, I don't know. Very I, I think it's a stunt. It's not a stunt. <laughs> I think it's a, it, it's a marketing ploy. Well, how could it have worked? They had to cancel the movie. They didn't. Yes, they did. They ended up releasing it. Yeah, but you couldn't see it anywhere. Or you'd have to see it on demand. No, it was in theaters. Yeah, but it was in like dumpy independent theaters. Well, because the movie stunk. Well. No, but listen. If Sony genuinely got hacked by whoever, North Korea, Anonymous, GOP, whatever it is, then... uh, Okay, fine, they got hacked, that's bad, all this information got released and, and it's bad. But then how come Sony took every single little opportunity they can to mention, like, oh, yeah, we got hacked. Oh, and by the way, uh, <laughs> the movie The Interview, and, and yeah, we and, and they took out our email, and the movie The Interview, and, and, and then they, they got the, the, the social security numbers of the, and the movie The Interview. It's like, just, why are you plugging this movie so much? Just shut up about it and talk about the hack. Didn't you find that a little strange? Well, I didn't really find... I mean, you know, it's... You know, there was a lot of... um... It's too much... Listen, if Sony got hacked, it's too much... That's fine, but it's too much hoopla about this one specific movie. Mm. It just seems a little strange to me, a little coincidental. I know, but it was a lot of... um... You know, there was a lot of uh, embarrassing things also that were released. I understand that. And I'm saying the hack was bad. But don't try to twist it into a marketing campaign for your junky movie that nobody wants to see. Right, but they did it as, hey, we got to get back in North Korea. I don't know. I, what I think happened was... North Korea. They don't care. They don't even have internet there. No, they didn't because we took it out. What I think happened there was that you had a, a bunch of things happen. I think you had some disgruntled employees of Sony Pictures um, who how somehow 
um, got in touch or were approached by these hackers or something like that, and they decided to take some revenge, and then the hackers went to North Korea and were like, hey, we're going to hack Sony. You want to get in on it? Nah. And I think that's what happens. I, I think know. that's what happened. Cares. There's no way it's a publicity stunt. If that ever came out, that would be the <laughs> end of Sony. That would be the end of them. I know, but I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, that's like, that's, I don't know. I'm saying, all right, maybe it didn't originate as a publicity stunt, but they're turning it into a publicity stunt. Well, that's their, look, that's their, uh, that's their business. What can I tell you? I don't like that. You know, no such thing as bad publicity. Well, I guess. Um, uh, one, I very, very fast movie review. Okay. I saw Interstellar. All right, what is that? That was the um, the film by the Christopher Nolan, starring Martin Short. No. Why would you say that? Wasn't he in a movie called Interstellar? No, it was Inner Space. Ah, that's right. Inner Space. Which was the better movie? Well. Probably Inner Space. <laughs> I still liked Interstellar. I thought it was I thought it was well done. I saw it in the in the IMAX, um, the local theater. Uh, visually fantastic, uh, the special effects fantastic. I thought it was a very cool story. It's a story about, you know, I think it's a, you know kind of it, it's great science fiction. It's true science fiction. Really, you know the yes was uh, was Christopher Lloyd in it. No, he doesn't have to be in the movie. All right. My, Michael Caine was in the movie. <laughs> he was? Yes. Seriously? I tricked everybody in the movie. I lied. I lied the entire time about in the movie. About what? I told everybody I knew how to, to save everyone, and I didn't. I let them all die. <laughs> On purpose? That's right, yes. What? All right, wait, hold on, hold on. Just start from the beginning. So anyway, my point is, it was good science fiction. You know, it's a story about the essentially the end of the human race on the planet Earth. You know, we've ruined the Earth, and so now they send they've they've sent these astronauts out through a wormhole to another galaxy to find somewhere else to live, and and then they need to see send a team. Um, another team to go and find them to make sure that they're on a good planet or something. Well, then who finds the team who finds them? We'll get to that. So, Matthew McConaughey is Just this like never-ending cycle of teams finding yeah, the other team. Now, it wasn't quite Inception. So, Matthew McConaughey is like the central character, and Hathaway is also on his Matthew team. Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, In a science fiction movie? Uh, all right, all right, all right. Was yeah, he, he was very good. Was he high energy Matthew McConaughey or low energy? No, he he was he was he was very mellow, very mellow. So low energy. Um, Wait, Matt, so yeah, so, Matt Damon is in this movie. Yeah, he turned out to be uh, to be a villain. Oh. Um, Matt Damon. Okay. So um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I just, like I said, it was uh, I w- this film did what. Uh, Gravity 
which is awful. Contact, which was putrid. Um, Prometheus? Nah, Prometheus has nothing to do with this. And uh, and even Space 2001, as 2001 A Space Odyssey, a number of these kinds of films tried to do, and I think that this one did it did it well. And, and you know, again, it has this twist ending that's typical of of Chris Nolan and, and Jonathan Nolan, his brother, who also wrote the movie. So um, I thought it was very good. I really, I really thought it was very good. I'm not 100% sold on the science that was involved in the movie, but um, right. All right, I was, very, was very impressed. What was better, right? Interstellar or Star Trek V? Well, obviously. I don't know. Again, I like Star Trek V, but... I don't know. I guess Interstellar's probably better. Alright, Interstellar or The Phantom Menace. Oh, come on. <laughs> Alright. I couldn't even say it with a straight face. That's it, uh, come on. It's uh <laughs> What you would really be interesting would be compare what would be what's a better? And you can answer this as well. The Star Wars prequels. What's worse, I should say. The Star Wars prequels. Okay. Or the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, man. What is worse? I would have to... What, I, like, if you had to torture somebody, what, which trilogy would you make them watch? Uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Only because... See, they're, for, to me, they're equally bad... But Lord of the Rings is worse because it's like three times longer. Yeah, that's true. The movie out of the star. The stars are long though. Yeah, I bet. I bet you it's similar. And this Interstellar was long too. This is like three hours. But I bet you it's similar. All right. All right. Anyway. So wait, so so what's the plot? So so they go through a wormhole. I'm not revealing anything more. I'm not going to spoil it. Why? Because you should say it. We always spoil things. It's again. They go through the wormhole. Some people get killed. Blah 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 blah. But hold blah. on. Let, let, let me just say something. I know people always say, "No, no, no, spoiler, man. I don't want to hear the spoilers." But I've always been the kind of person that it's like, "No, no, no. You know what? I want you to tell me because I'm curious, and it's not gonna spoil it because I'll still watch it and enjoy it anyway. For me, it doesn't spoil it." So again, a bunch of people die. Why? They get because they're in the harsh environments. They get oh, killed, right, right. whatever. Right. Back on Earth, the McConaughey's daughter takes up for Michael Caine. She's trying to solve the equation that could possibly get all the people, you know, people on Earth through to this other place. So Michael Caine died. Yeah, he got old and died. Oh. Um. So eventually, she does. But, like, a hundred and some years have passed because of relativity. And so when McConaughey makes it back through the wormhole back to the to the solar system here, you know, the daughter's very old. And then he steals a ship and goes back to find Anne Hathaway, who has landed on a planet that's livable with a bunch of, like, embryos that they're going to grow a bunch of people with. But now what did you say about Michael Caine lying? Well, he lied and said that this equation would not work and that there was no hope for the people on Earth to be transported off. Oh. So, that's that. All right. Now, apparently, um, Sylvester Stallone said that the uh, there is going to be a fifth Rambo. 
The final one. Oh, oh, for real this time. Guess what the name is called. Third Blood? Close. Last Blood, colon, Rambo. Ah, Last Blood. Also, apparently, uh, even I didn't even realize this, that he's still acting, but uh, Randy Quaid has been hired to be part of uh, Independence Day Part 2. Ah. I don't understand how that could be possible. He's dead. I thought you were going to say uh, he's been hired to play Rambo. No. Did you did you see Independence Day? Yeah. Well, remember, he was the, the stupid drunk guy. He flew the plane into the ship and blew it up. I know, he sacrificed himself. Yeah, remember, oh boys, I'm back! Well, maybe this, I know, but maybe this is a prequel. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Stupid. Or maybe he didn't actually die and he escaped <sighs> somehow. Good luck, buddy! Yeah, remember, that was the movie where Will Smith said, let's, let's install a virus on the spaceship's computer. Well, no, that was, that was, um. With a floppy disk? No, that was, what's his name? Uh, I know, but what, but that was the movie. That was, uh, uh Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Worst part. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Why would an alien spacecraft have a floppy drive? It wasn't a floppy drive. Well, then what, what? Then how did they install They used... The, it was wireless. They didn't... We, Wi-Fi didn't exist back then. In 1996. No. Yes. Radio. That's all it was. It's a radio transmitter. And why would aliens Remember, have Remember, we're going to use your own signal uh, uh, against them. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. All right, fine. Whatever. Fine. Whatever. What the the, uh, the alien spacecraft was was running Windows? Apparently, yes. All right, <laughs> Windows um, three point one. All right, before we end the show with our lame idiot of twenty fourteen, uh, do you have any Christmas movie uh, reviews? No? Yes, <laughs> I do. Okay. So. Let me pull up my notes. Uh, Can you do this I, in under half an hour? Yeah, of course. I do have a whatever happened to while I pull up my notes. So whatever happened to Skeet Ulrich? <laughs> I don't know. Remember he was huge for a few years and oh my god, he's like Johnny uh, Depp's twin. We love him, we love him. And then nothing. Yeah, I guess he got old vanished. He okay. was in, in a small movie a couple of years ago where he was uh, trapped in the trunk of a car driving around and <laughs> that was like the whole movie was him stuck at the trunk. Sounds about right. So, um, a movie from 1989. Mm. Let me pull it up here. Just like, get my facts. Uh. Right, so you know, not... I tried... Hold on a minute. I, I actually tried to watch one myself. Yeah. Um, remember at the Rhode Island Comic Con, I met Katrina Law? Yeah. yeah from yeah. New Jersey. Yeah, so she was in one called Snow Bride. <laughs> okay. And I, I really tried to watch it, and just I couldn't do it. All right, so this one came out in 1989. It stars Sam Elliott... 
Chloris. Sam, Sam Elliott. Yeah. Chloris Leachman. Of course, Leachman. Abe Vigoda. <laughs> what? Disaster. And Rebecca Harrell. Who? And uh, yeah, well, <laughs> as a child, and it's called Prancer. Oh, oh God, I think I've seen that. So <laughs> awful. So somehow, somehow, one of Santa Claus's reindeer, <laughs> Prancer, gets uh, away from the pack. I don't know, mm. and ends up on this girl's farm, and she Junior's farm. Junior's farm, and she keeps the reindeer in the barn so that the dad can't see it, because if the dad sees it, he's going to shoot it. Sam yeah. ne- Sam Elliott. <laughs> um, but the... But Prancer is hurt, yeah. so she has to call the, the, the local hillbilly vet. <laughs> it played well, by... <laughs> I thought you were going to say the witch doctor. No, the local... Hillbilly vet, played by Abe Vigoda, oh, without the God. dad finding out. Fish. So somehow she gets money. Abe Vigoda comes to the barn. He says, "I can fix Prancer, but I have to tell your dad." And she's like, "No." Yeah. And she starts crying and throwing things. And um, so the guy ends up telling the dad, Sam Elliott, and. She uh, so so then instead of shooting it, he she keeps crying. So instead of shooting it, he like donates it to the town or something, <laughs> and the town puts it in a cage <laughs> in the middle of the shopping area so that people can come and like you know look at it and and pay money to look at it. And then she and her friends go and somehow pry open the cage and then yeah. and then prancer flies away uh, he flies away <laughs> yeah. wasn't this the, the 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 wasn't that the plot to super eight i don't know i don't remember so super eight copied prancer yeah jj abrams mr <laughs> originality so anyways, it was listen, it was pretty good. The girl in it was good. Um <laughs> I don't know, maybe mm. I'm maybe I'm being too nice. But <laughs> um, there was another one called Finding Hold on, let me pull this up here. Real quick, real quick. Now how do you uh, how do you find these? How do you choose <laughs> Which which one of these turds you're gonna watch? <laughs> Just whatever's on TV at the time. I see. Yeah. So right, let me pull this up here. Uh, where is it? Hold on, let me. Okay, right, here we go. 2012. It's called Finding Mrs. Claus. Uh. And it's. Course, there's no link. It stars Will Sasso as Santa Claus. Oh god. And Mira Sorvino as Mrs. Claus. Uh. And and they're you know, they're in the North Pole, he's Santa, she's Mrs. Claus. 
and she's bored mira sorvino is bored of being santa claus's wife right so she steals some of santa claus's magic and teleports herself to las vegas of course (laughs) and she doesn't look like mrs claus anymore she looks like like a normal woman yeah and the bartender is like hitting on her and stuff and then she goes she's like dating the bartender but then but then one of the elves saw her do this and like followed her to las vegas and tells santa so then will sasso teleports himself to las vegas and he and now he looks like normal will sasso <laughs> and he's trying to find out you know where mira sorvino is so he could track yeah. her down and bring her back to the north pole and i don't know it wasn't that good it was pretty uh, absurd oh laura laura vandervoort is in this who's that She's a young blonde girl. That no, nah, that what what was she in? That movie that you're just no, I know, describing. but what else? What else would I know her? From? Uh, Nothing. She was on Smallville, a bunch of other stuff. Oh, all right. There was another one. Okay, let me pull it up here. And it starred. Was it another Christmas movie? And it starred. Shelley Long as Mrs. Claus and George Went as Santa Ugh. Santa Claus and is this the Cheers uh, Christmas special? <laughs> no and oh, now I can't think of what it was called was it the dog who saved the holiday? oh no 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 it was Merry In-Laws that's what it was Merry In-Laws 2012 mm. And it was this woman married a guy. So so forget Christmas for a second. So a woman marries a guy. They buy a house. Normal family. Mm. And now the woman keeps saying, when am I going to meet your parents? When am I going to meet your parents? Oh, they're out of town or they're away or they're not available, whatever. So he keeps stalling and stalling and stalling until finally... Uh, you know, she's like, no, come on, for real, I have to meet your, this is ridiculous, we're married, we're living here, I have to meet your, your parents, this is, this is crazy. It's like, right, fine. So, his parents come over, and it's George Went and Shelley Long, and he has to keep it a secret that his parents are Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. So, and, and of course, you know, it's Christmas time, so the wife of of the guy it's christmas time the wife of the guy is trying to get all festive and christmasy and she's trying to bake and do all this stuff and she keeps messing up mm. so shelly long is oh i'll help you hey what you know why don't you go in the basement and get me this thing that i need yeah and while the wife goes in the basement shelly long does like the the magic and oh look i baked the cookies for you here they are or i decorated the house for you here it is and it's like and the son keeps like mom you can't keep doing that come on she's gonna find out so anyway in the end for some reason uh they find out yes but 
George Wentz, uh, who's Santa Claus, his sled is broken for his sleigh, and it's in their garage, uh. and he has to get a certain part to fix it. And the wife keeps wanting to go in the garage again, and, and they keep like deflecting her or distracting her. Ah, uh, yeah, get to the point. So finally, she goes in and she sees this thing, and she's like, "What? What is this?" Whatever. And and then, you know, the son has to say, "My parents are Santa Claus." And and let me guess, she hates him, <laughs> and they separate for a while. She thinks he's mentally insane. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> she, no, for, she thinks she's he's mentally insane. What is? Yeah. What, why are you doing this to me? You're ruining my life. Of course, you're a yes. weirdo. Why do you why? angry? Right. <laughs> until, and then by the end of the movie, until, you're right. So until they find the part, and she gets to witness Santa going on the sleigh and flying away. And she's like, uh, oh, wait, you're not mentally insane. Uh, now we're back to I am. I'm, I'm insane. I'm delirious. I'm seeing these things. I must be insane. <laughs> so anyway, that was M- Mary In-Laws. The end. Was that it? That Yeah. That, that, that. Now, did you watch the video I sent you? Probably not. I did. Oh, yeah. So I, I sent you this video. I don't again. I don't watch the late night shows hardly at all. But a lot of times, like Conan, will have really funny clips that I'll watch, or uh, Jimmy Kimmel. So yeah. apparently, Jimmy Kimmel and his wife live next door, or something like that, to Emily Blunt, British actress, and John Krasinski, the American like comedic actor. Um, what was he on? The Office. All right. NBC, The Office. Awful. Anyway, so I guess over the past few years, they've been playing these practical jokes on each other. Um, you know, where like one of them, they left like an inflatable gigantic reindeer on their in front of their house. And, and the other one left like a bunch of lights in their living room or something. Right. And apparently it escalated. <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> This is sounding. This is sounding like what was that stupid the deck the halls with Danny <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, and and uh, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Yeah. So it was escalating, and then Jimmy Kimmel um, uh, gift wrapped the entire like house of of John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, <laughs> right? And so all right, so it was kind of goofy, whatever. But what got funny was to get hit to get him back. They went and wrapped uh, Jimmy Kimmel's car outside of his out of his of his studio in wrapping paper. Right. And so they, there's like all these cameras on him, and Jimmy Kimmel looks in, and there's all these like balls in there. What do they call them? The, I don't know. I just call them Christmas tree balls. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like these glass balls, gigantic balls. Literally, they filled his car's interior up completely, and he opened the door, and like thousands of them came out. Yeah, all over the parking lot. Yeah. I don't know how they did that. Insane. So then they did it to him the next night, where he, again, they wrapped his car up, he opens the door, and these Christmas carols, carolers jump out and start singing. Right. So he figures that's the end of it. So then, on the episode, he's he's got Emily Blunt in the studio, and she's like, oh, wait a minute, we have one more trick. <laughs> he's like, oh, not nah, what? So they, they cut to this, like, stage or whatever. And again, I don't even know if it's his car. Right. But it's a, it's another <laughs> SUV completely wrapped in, in wrapping paper. <laughs> right. And it's John Krasinski 
And he gets in the car. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. No, but he's dressed as Santa Claus. He's dressed too. as Santa Claus. And he immediately gets in the car and drives full speed into, a, like, a pole. <laughs> well, the be, pole Because breaks. he couldn't see because the car yeah. is still completely covered in yeah. wrapping paper. The car, the, the pole breaks, falls over, smashes, you know, into the car. He <laughs> right. backs it up into another car. Right. And then they drop a piano on the top of the car. Yeah, out of nowhere, a piano falls on the car with John Krasinski in it. No, I don't think he was actually in it. I think that they replaced him with a stuntman. But... Uh, well, still. And then they show him getting out of the car, like, bleeding from the mouth. And... <laughs> right. It was very funny. Yeah, it was It was a, a funny kind of, you know, off-the-wall, uh, shtick physical comedy. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed that. Very, Jimmy Kimmel. Very creative, too. Jimmy Kimmel Live, they they do a lot of that stuff. They they have a lot of uh, creative things like that. Yes. Anyway, so um, to wrap it up, uh, lame idiot, twenty fourteen. Yes. Now, Spaceman David wanted me to nominate someone for him. Okay. Apparently, he really does not like Russell Brand. <laughs> oh, Russell Russell Brand is terrible. I know, he's a moron, his comedy is terrible, you can't even understand him. Now, for someone like Spaceman David, who lives in England, yeah. and doesn't know the, you know, the, the ins and outs of American pop culture, for a few years, a few years ago, for a few yeah. years, for whatever reason, Russell Brand he was, was huge. a- He was a thing. He was huge. And then, yeah. and I'm very, very glad that that fad ended. Well, he was married to Katy Perry. <laughs> Disaster. So, you know, that made him kind of the bigger star than he really was. But I don't know if... So so the, the, the Russell Brand fad is over here in the U.S. Yeah. I don't know if it's still going where Spaceman David lives in England. Uh, apparently too much for his liking. I feel very bad for him. So that's who we nominated. Um, <laughs> now I don't know who you're going to nominate, but I I think the winner is clear, clearly obvious. Uh, the NSA. I don't know. No, we talked about him in this episode. Abe Vigoda. No. <laughs> George Went. We spent an entire segment on him in this episode. <laughs> Ralph Bear. No. <laughs> JCVT. Well, he's lame, but... No, who? I'm just messing around. Who is it? Oh, who do you think? Joe Cocker? <laughs> oh. uh, Jello Gelatin Man. No, I know. Rudy Theo. The cause. Lame idiot. The cause. Did oh. you ever think they would have to lame idiot be the cause? No, it's... This is very painful. <laughs> I have to lame idiot Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh man, why? Why did he have to do that? I don't know. I could never watch the Cosby show again. By the way, our last episode 255, Smidge Curdlebaum left a comment on the website. Yes. He said this is probably the best trashing of Bob Dylan I've ever heard. That's right. <laughs> Oh boy. 
Let's write loose. So that's it for 2014. Great year, I think, for me. I don't know about for you. Um, I went I went overseas with the douche. Yes. And uh, I don't know. What would you, would, would you do? Oh, man. I, what the nothing. I don't even remember. It's all a blur. There's nothing. It's all a blur. Oh, come on. I saw movies. Watched TV shows. I still haven't uh, seen Lost. No. Is that going to be your New Year's resolution? I don't do New Year's resolution. Of course not, because you you don't follow through on any of this. <laughs> all right, hold on a bit. Number all right. Here's a recap of 2014. Met What's Tammy Aaron. Okay. And interviewed Tammy Aaron. <laughs> Right. Uh, That's it. What else? Uh, Awful. I I watched RoboCop. The new one? No, the the original. Yeah. For the first time. Uh, <laughs> what else? Killing me. Um, we made fun of Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> wow, that's all the time. Uh, what else? 50th anniversary of the Beatles uh, uh, coming it? to America. We saw Rodriguez in concert. Yes, Rodriguez. We met Larry Storch <laughs> and interviewed Larry Kenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harold Ramis died. <laughs> okay. We interviewed Ed Begley Jr. once again. Again, yeah. Which was cool. You saw Lake Street Dive. Many times. Uh, <laughs> the the horrendous Steve Jobs sculpture. We made mm-hmm. fun of that. We talked about Danny McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> in England. I met Robert Vaughn. Yeah, you met Robert Vaughn. You met Bob Saget. Dan Aykroyd again. Dan Aykroyd again. Uh, who was the other guy in, in the airport? Oh, Nick Stahl. Yep, you met him. David. <clears throat> I, got a, huh? I got a kiss from Kari Wurr. That's right. We met David Faustino and... Getty Watanabe. Yep. Priscilla Presley. Oh. Was it this year that we interviewed the Angry Video Game Nerd? That was last year. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was. Maybe I don't know. Had to have been nah. It must have been last year. Yeah. Uh, what um, else? You you, you did, saw you saw the tribute to Nirvana uh, well, on television. On TV, unfortunately. You did your Breaking Bad episode with yes, Frankie. Frankie. He was doing very well, I I must happily uh, admit. Good. Yeah, One of these uh, days, I'll go to the neighbor. Uh, here again, you're promising, not <laughs> never going to deliver. I give you these opportunities. An hour, you live five seconds away. <laughs> I know. What is so hard? <laughs> we met Stan Lee. For a second. Hey, we met him. Um, Bob Hoskins died. Okay. Andy Davis died. 
Uh... You met the guy. You met the guy from Norm McDonald Live. Right. What Wonderful. Uh, That's it. That's enough. Jerry O'Connell. You met him. I've met him before. Yeah. True. Casey Kasem died. Yeah. Uh, we reviewed only the lonely. <laughs> starring John Candy. I'm almost done. Um, met Weird Al again. Mm. We talked about the death of Superman lives. What happened? Remember that? Yeah. We reviewed Transformers Age of Extinction. Unfortunately, Robin Williams died. All right, enough, enough. No, so no, no, I'm almost done. Year? I'm almost done. I'm You're almost taken done. to him. I'm almost done. You went to Africa, which you said. Almost done, almost done. You met Ron Perlman. Ugh. Roddy Roddy Piper. Keith David and Adam West. Joan Rivers died. You met Neil Patrick Harris and Danny Aiello. And this cast of Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, Jan Hooks died. And... Getting near the end. We interviewed Tam Yaron. We met... Jimmy Hart, Mouth of the South. We met Henry Winkler. Um, we saw a bad Macho Man impersonator. You met uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, why can't I? Uh, Bill Pullman. <clears throat> you met Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> you met also met Ka Colin Quinn. Col right, Colin Quinn. And what was the guy? Um, Mick Foley. Yeah. Uh, and George Takei. And John Reese Davies. That's right. And Nichelle Nichols. And what else did we do? You met John Waters, Evangeline Lilly. Wow. And, uh, and we saw Bob Dylan. <laughs> sort of. So what do you? Well, we saw we we went to his concert. Well, he was he was some in the dark. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. <laughs> oh no! I'm in it. He didn't do that song. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't know. Hmm. Couldn't understand him. And the. Atari Flashback 5, ColecoVision Flashback, and Intellivision Flashback came out. Uh -huh. That's it. Right, enough. What a year. What are we going to do next year? It's our 10th year. Uh, I know. What are we going to do? Who else could we years. meet? A lot of people. Like who? There's a lot of people I can meet. You won't. Well, you you almost met Paul Simon. Well, I saw yeah, I saw Paul Simon. I just flaked out and didn't didn't actually get to meet him. Yeah, ten years. I don't know what are we gonna we're gonna have to do a ten year annual celebration. Mm. 
I was hoping to have uh, Spaceman David come over here for the 10th anniversary, but it doesn't sound like it can happen. Uh, too much. He, he's he's too uh, he's too annoyed with Russell Brand. Uh, no, I think he's broke. <laughs> okay. Well, I, tell him to do a Kickstarter. <laughs> I should, yes. I tell him that. Um, yeah, oh, well. Now, you better pay attention to this, John. What do you mean? Uh, hey, I'm on the nice list. You better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, he's making a list and checking it twice. You're gonna find out who's naughty, who's nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're away. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good, for goodness sake. You better watch out. You better watch you better out. Better not cry. You better not cry. You better not doubt. Here's why. Santa Claus is coming to is back. <laughs> <laughs> 